You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post it. What up? Hello, Fran. Yes, now uh, has technical difficulties there really quick. What's going on, Fran? How are you doing, sir? I am doing wonderful, man. Um, nothing is going on in my life right now. Nothing new, I mean, okay. except my birthday's coming up. Your birthday is coming up. Yeah. I was going to wait. I was going to, I will, I, I, I will, I, no, fuck it. You know, something, I, you know, I had something planned and we're going to dive oh, right okay. into it. No, we're going to get right into it, man. Uh, it is Fran's birthday. Yeah, uh, thir- 35? 31. 31. Turn 31. Uh, Sir. Yeah, happy birthday. Congratulations to you. When this Thank is coming you, out, and while we're recording, this is not your birthday, but when this comes out, while people are listening to this, it is actually your birthday, August 1st. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, how's it feel, man? 31. Is does it feel like twenty one or does it feel like nothing? Does it feel like does it feel like turning nineteen? Yeah, no, uh, thirty one feels like turning like eleven to twelve. Yeah, it's like nothing it's like really exciting. Ten is like okay, double digits. Yeah, yeah. It's and then, a, but you're not middle. thirteen though, because you're not in the teens yet. So yes. you're like in the middle. Got That's it. How I feel. In the middle of what? What do you have to look forward to now? Forty. Thirty five. You excited for thirty five? Yeah. We're going to Japan. We made an agreement. Absolutely. We're going, we're going to. We're going to Japan by 35. Yes. Because if an opportunity yes. comes up bet- before then, we'll, we'll go hop on that. Absolutely. But yeah, 35 is the cap yes. for going to Japan. So that's why I'm excited for 35. Yes, just because it gives me more incentive to get to Japan before then. Yes. Or I'll feel like a failure. Yes. Um, yeah, but happy birthday, man. Um, we you. are um, recording this. We're going to go out tonight. Like after yeah, this man. recording, we're going to step out. A friend of ours is bartending somewhere. We're going to step out, have some drinks, just have a lighthearted good time. Sir. Um, summer's here. Beyonce just dropped. Sorry, Stevie just gets. Yeah, what do you term, mean she term, just term. dropped? Beyonce just dropped an album. I thought she already had one out. No, she had a song out. She dropped oh, one song. But the song, okay. Beyonce, one song shuts the whole world down. Oh, the album that that, that, that song is on officially dropped. And it's a, it's a fun dance album. I don't know if it'll play at the place we're going to. Did it drop like two in the morning? Yeah, like right. last, like Thursday night at midnight. Okay, it came out. I mean, because she'll just do it randomly. She'll just do it like. Yeah, like, no, this had a little build up to oh, it. Okay. This had a little build up to it. This wasn't a, a surprise drop. Oh, okay. Nobody expected it. People were expecting it. All right. Cool, cool. Um. Yeah, but uh, no. Before, but, yeah, still your birthday celebrations. Yes. But I just wanted to, Stevie Wonder's reminded me of a thought that I had the other day, and I just wanted to put it out there because you are a parent, and you know you you can kind of guide me or, yeah. or 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 either jump on my thought or push it down or whatever now i was walking i was listening to songs in the key of life one of stevie wonder's albums one of the best albums that he's ever done one of the best albums ever um and um isn't she lovely came mm-hmm. on and i was just walking and i've heard that song a million times but it was on this night i was walking and i was like you know something man i think i do want to have kids someday because you know mm-hmm. how psyched you gotta be about a kid you know that song's about his he had a kid and that right. song's about it, like a like you know a new like hit like he had just had a kid and wrote that song. Mm, okay. No, psyched you. Now you got to be talented too, but it's not psyched you got to be to write such a beautiful song. Like isn't she lovely? Yeah. That is a beautiful fucking song, and I like I want to feel that kind of jazz selfishly. I mean, obviously you should want to have kids for other reasons, but like yeah, yeah. I think like I want to feel that kind of excitement. You know, like that's yeah. you know that feels purpose. You yeah, know, it feels I, like a purpose. I get that. Uh, like you said, I think it should be a more other. Other reasons, sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Obviously. I think tax break, tax breaks, and stuff. yeah, no, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I, when you say you're not sure to have you know kids based on well, not just you. Mm-hmm. Just, a of, yeah. A lot of people go, you know, how many kids? It's getting hot. World's getting hot. World's getting hot. It's like, don't you can't let that take away the joy of having a kid. Man. Sure. It's, it's like especially you have a kid, whatever boy or girl, and it's mm-hmm. like this is like when I look at my kids, I go, I created this person, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's 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 crazy to think about like yeah how you know. Even a kid, all that stuff works. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. But it's like for you look at a child and go like, yeah, yeah. I I've created this this human person that's walking bit, around. Now he's walking around and beating me up and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And it's like it's crazy, man. It's, it's pretty wild. Yes, man. Now you bring up a, a good point. So yeah. like, conceiving a kid. Yeah. Like, what? How? Like, how do you do that? You want to get? In, <laughs> you want to get that right now? Yeah, just. I mean, I, I know. I know. <laughs> you know. I know, but like, if you somebody didn't know, if somebody didn't if somebody know? didn't know and they wanted to know, like how how do you will you how do you do that? Well, since you do know, yeah, you can explain how you think it goes, and I'll and I'll correct you. <laughs> I got, if that's I can do that. All right, go ahead. Okay. Well, I only accomplished some of the steps. All right. right? So first, you get in a relationship. All right. right? Okay. Right. Okay. Then you you date each other. All right, um, and then you get engaged, and then I assume you All do right. other stuff after that. But I didn't get to that part. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Am I okay to laugh. Okay, so so um, like, what do you what do you do? So you're engaged, yeah. but you had kids before that. Before that, so yeah. how did you how did you do that? Because that's how I was was explained to me. It's like you get married, you get married first, and then you have kids. Yeah, and so I've. I don't even know any of this stuff. What do you, how do you, what do you do? You got to write a slip for permission. The seagull that drops the babies off. Oh. You got to write a letter to, to him. I've heard of this. He or she. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. To. And you have to be married. Be accepted. Legally binding. But, you got no, both no, no, have no. to agree to, on the, on the, on the permission slip. You both, yes, parent, both man you, and woman have to. If you're not married. Not oh, to, to get out of the. Permission. Got it. The technicality. Yes. So you got to write the slip up. Uh-huh. Mail it in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if it comes back and they they give you the okay, okay, bada bing, bada boom. So you have to get it notarized and, yes. and approved. Uh, yes, oh, bureaucracy. And then interesting, the seagull comes and drops the baby off. You know they hold it in their mouth. Yeah, I huh, you know? heard of this in little knapsack. It's like the seagull that's on the pickle jar. Yeah, like that one. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right. That. Okay, yeah. The seagull that's and on the pickle jar. They hold it in their mouth. Yeah, and then they come drop it off. And you do that. And you, yeah, and mm-hmm. That's the alarm. The like do. you know, like with chickens. Oh, now you know to come out, and the baby's on doorstep. On doorstep. And you do that twice. Basket. I did it twice. Wow. Well, well yeah. so I, Max had to go steal Max because it was technicalities and all kinds of stuff. I had to, had to go get him myself. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe someday I'll cross that bridge and, and, sure, and do this. Man. Right now, I'm just having fun. Like, when, when what does I that have to do with, you mean like you, by you being a single Yeah, man? just having kids. Okay. I was like, maybe someday I'll get to that point where I go and make that extra step or do the seagull situation. Well, you can still have kids. Why, why do I feel when you say that? Mm-hmm. On a serious note. When you say that, I feel like you go like, when I have kids, the stuff I'm doing now I can't do at all, and that's not well. I mean, true. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we have. It's, there's a ton of people who have kids that's not in a relationship. That's just single, single dads. You can still do the same thing. Still go out, kiss women's hands, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. then like you know, like you know, the baby has to come out of their butt, and so I want to be there right. when you know they have the butt baby's born and 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 all that stuff, and yeah. and and. And I want to be around my kid a lot, 
And so I just feel like you got to, I want to do it the way that where that's the best possible scenario. And that requires some vetting. By you being in a like committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I could be out here just with a a weekend kid. And that seems, and that seems like a a lifestyle that is popular these days. Yeah, Nick Cannon-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, and one, I don't have one. I don't have the money to do that. If I, you know, something, if life changes dramatically in the next couple of years and I have the money that Nick Cannon has where I can just go like, I'll just have a bunch of kids and just like see them around. No, that's see them at build a bear with my other kids. And then they kind of like, they, we all hug each other and awkwardly leave, you know, so is that one of my kids at the mall? You see them, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But how do you like, you find time for yourself. You have like, well, it seems like he has plenty of time for himself. None of them live, you know, I don't mean some of them probably live with him, but like, I don't know if if they do. seems like he's very casual. Too many and they all over the place. Nah, man, I can't spread your seed if they, if you will. So I'm not really looking to do that. Yeah. So, you know, but it's maybe someday. And listening to that Stevie Wonder song made me more open to it. All right. I didn't know that was about, I didn't know he had kids. Stevie. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, he's like seven years old. I thought that was about, what that supposed to mean? He's lived a long life. He's going, and he's a famous musician. Stevie so Wonder. mean he has kids? Yeah, man. Stevie Wonder's been smacking butts or whatever you got to do to get a kid have a kid when you're married. I didn't and stuff. know he He's been kids. married a couple of times. So I'm sure he's like. He has? Yeah, yeah I'm sure he's like, you know. Bit in a bud or whatever you got to do to get do that, get there, get at that up in I there. I don't know a lot about Stevie Wonder at all, except he sings Happy Birthdays. That's pretty much it. <laughs> he sings a lot of songs other than that, and he's a great harmonicist, harmonica player, harmonist, harmonicist. A person that plays the harmonica? A person that plays the harmonica, He yes. plays that? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's one of the best ever at the harmonica. How are you the best at playing that? I can play that. No, give me a harmonica right now. I can. You I can, can blow into a harmonica. No, you can can't play. play the harmonica. Like I can legitimately play a harmonica. Give me one. Got I, don't, one I, have, I don't happen to have one at the moment, but I. You can't play the harmonica like Stevie Wonder plays the harmonica. All right, it's a it, it's deceptive. Like you can blow into a harmonica, and you think you're making some fun sounds, but Stevie I can Wonder. Play some, I can play some tunes. You have an ear. I, no, I yes, but I have this uh, this innate skill mm-hmm. right of playing a harmonica. And playing the little thing go squip swoop. No, I mean I that, but that. that's you that don't play that. That's just yeah. a sound no, machine. No, no, no. That, no. That, I disagree with that. Harmonica and that are not in the same category. I, man. I disagree. That's with a that. children's toy. That is. Are you, a harmonica is not a children's difficult toy. Difficult to play. You, it's a sliding whistle. No, it's a small. Uh, it's like a small. Um, what's the, what's the instrument? Uh, like a trombone. Uh, a trombone. It's not like a it's, trombone. It is. It's, it's a small it's, trombone. It's just a high pitch. Squip squoop. And there's a bunch of notes in between there that you can turn into a song. Yeah. I, you know, you're convincing me with your confidence. Can. But, you know. Um, That's why, 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 why. You, you put your hand on it. That's yeah, how you uh-huh. hit the, the different notes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's other ways to hit the notes, too. But you yeah. Put your hand. I, yeah. You, you, that's how you put some funk on it. Yeah. Yeah. You put some funk on it. Stevie yes. does that. Stevie knows how to put some funk on it. So do you I. cuff it. And then, yeah, you do the hand wiggle. Um, now, yes. Happy birthday. Kid. Thank you. Kids, all that stuff, you know, possible. I'm, 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 I'm more open to having kids and, and that kind of stuff. Now, before we move on, because uh, we don't have any Patreon shots this week, so we're going to actually just jump right hmm. into a break and get into right. things. Um, I'm a bit I, disappointed about that, but all right. Well, it is what it is. You know, it's summertime. It's not is what it is. Yeah, people, have people, people need to people. sign up. Yeah, well, you know, you bring, well, you bring that content. You got, you know, we got some secret content yeah, from coming from yes. Fran at some, at some point. Yes. So, you know, when you coming drop soon. That, coming soon. Soon, soon, with a whole bunch of dots at the end of it. Soon, soon. Yeah, mad dots. Ominous. But I do have a a, 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 not, not a retraction but I just have to update a story because right. I made a mistake last week uh, okay. last week I mentioned a story about a woman who shot her husband in the hotel room and All right. 
because he's allegedly uh, was molesting children at her mm-hmm. daycare. Mm-hmm. I said that she killed him. He did not die. He didn't die. No, I was thrown oh, off shit. by that because he I shot him in the head. She shot him like in the chest and the head. I thought he did. I thought I heard he he was killed. No, he wasn't killed. He survived, and he was also charged with you know child molestation, molestation or something like that. So he is being he is being charged with those. He survived the, a gunshot to the head. Might have grazed his head, or it might have been a small gun. Okay. Um, and because she said when they said shot him in the head, I just assumed he died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was. uh, And he was a cop too, I think. He was a former cop. Now I don't know if he was a former cop because he retired, or if he was a former cop because he was fired for these charges or something like that. I don't know if like he is recently former or if he's been former. But he's fifty-seven years old. Uh, his name is James James Weems Mm -hmm. or James No, yeah, James Weems and uh, Shantiri Weems. Shantiri Weems was 50. James Weems was 57 years old. That happened in Washington, D.C., but the yeah. daycare is in Baltimore County. And James Weems was, James Weems was not killed. He was shot. And that was my bad. He, he, he's alive. But and that is attempted murder, though. Yeah, you shot him in the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume she's being charged with that. But um, I think she's claiming self-defense. And we'll see how oh, that yeah. plays out. But my point, the only point that I'm making is that I said that he was dead and he's not dead. All right. And a couple people messaged me and was like, hey, he's not dead. So I just wanted to. Yes, I saw, and so yeah, got it. He's not dead. My yeah. bad. Um, so he's not dead. Um, but yeah. So anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no. Okay. Um, one last time, give it up for Fran. Uh, send them, send them those uh, loving comments and happy birthdays and um, all that good stuff. Thirty one. Yep, man. Um, also shout out to you, man. Uh, every year after like twenty five, I'm just celebrate. I know that's weird, but I'm just like yeah. it's just good to still be here. Yeah, man. Not that we were living any kind of crazy, drastic, dangerous no. life or anything like that, but it just is just it feels good to age and yes. and mature and change lanes and yes. and to be a part of that with you has been cool. Like uh, to go from I, mean, I was thinking about the other day, I saw some kids wearing some funky clothes, and I was like, we used to not well, you you me. Not me you well you were skinny. So you could wear the colorful pants oh, okay. and whatnot. I yeah. just more so was wearing just jeans and, yeah. and vintage T-shirts and book bags. We did wear book we bags. Wear we book were, bags. We were yes. jerks. Yeah. And um, just going through all those different eras. And then yeah, grown. Now we're grown and we're doing a little bit more grown stuff, but still little nods to that yeah, you know, yeah. vintage yeah, type yeah. of thing. And it's just really cool to take all these different parts of our lives and then be like, let's remix it. Like, it, you know, cause you don't have to just like, you know, to your point about having kids, like you don't mm-hmm. have to just like, Oh, I'm 30 now. So I wear suits or business suits or and that is, polo I shirts. That is and, insane. Yeah. When I see all the people wear suits, I go, I don't, it I just don't feels like it. you get, but I, I, let me correct. <laughs> what is your artist's opinion a nice, No, a nice suit. I do like a nice suit. A nice I couldn't wear a slim suit. suit. Yeah. Not like just a baggy, just a baggy suit. suit. It's a lot it, of, it's like a give up type of yeah. thing. Honestly, <laughs> if you're wearing like suave, that's like, you're going the extra mile. You're wearing suave shit, maybe suspenders, yeah. a cool tie that you tie yourself every day with like cool shoes. And maybe it's a little 50s style or whatever, but just like a baggy, a baggy men's suit. warehouse suit. And you're it's just like, like, that's I'm just what I'm supposed to wear. Cause yeah. I'm an adult or not even like a whole suit, like a, 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 a polo shirt and some khakis and some and some big shoes and everything's wrinkled and you're just like I don't need to I don't want to do fat I don't have to do fashion anymore because I'm 30. I just feel like a lot of people get to know. points in their life where they just give up. Yeah, I don't like A lot that. of people turn like 50, 55, 60 and they're like, "Well, I'm old now. I don't have to, I don't do things anymore." Like, "No, you can still go and travel and live life and that stuff." And people go, "I'm 30, so I'm going to stop working out and, you know, get out of shape and just give up." 30 is new 20, man. 30 is definitely the new 20. Okay, I'm not just saying that because I'm 30 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not having a mid, uh, some kind of early midlife crisis. Yeah. I just really feel like 30, now that I'm here, 
and you think about it when you're 15 and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. go, man, 30, that's so long from now. So but then you get here and you're yeah, like, yeah. no, man, I'm still young as shit, man. Yeah. We're doing a basketball league next yeah, week. Man. People can still go out and live life, yes. man. I see these, you know, I'm on Twitter still, you know, and which is not, and it's nothing wrong with that. I'm not too old for Twitter. Nobody is. But I see these, I see kids on Twitter being like, man, Anne Hathaway looks good for her age. And it's like, my dude, she's 36 years old or something like that. Like, what do they think? It's just interesting that, you know, you see what yeah, a 19 year old person, yeah, their yeah. thoughts on like aging and things. Well, we like, thought, I thought that. When same. I was, that's why I can't yeah, hold it yeah, against yeah, them. Cause yeah. when I was 19, if I saw a 36 year old woman, I'd probably be like, or in my mind, a 36 year old woman is like an older woman yeah. to me. But seeing a picture of a 36 year old woman, you go, man, that she looks great for 36. And it's like, nah, I mean, 36 is not decrepit. Right. Right. I just, I, now that I've, when I hit my thirties last year or, you know, before I was getting into that on, on my way there, I was like, um, now you have to, you're not, I mean, like you just said, you're not like old or anything, but no. it's like, you, you got to dial, dial it back. You got to dial it back, but also now you got to kind of take more care of your body. Cause like, yes, 20, you in your twenties, it's different. It doesn't it's, snap it's back like, like it used to. No. So now it's like, you know, I'm doing stretches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just trying to keep my body loose. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want my body to, you know, no. fall apart before I really wanted to. So I'm no. like, we doing these little basketball leagues and stuff like that. I'm just trying Stretch to find anything up. to, you know, to keep us active. Mm-hmm. And because at some point we're going to be like, hey, man, I can't run up and down the court no more. Exactly. And I'm, now it's like we 30. Got to take, take advantage, advantage of it. while you can. Man. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. got to be smart about a stretch. Exactly. Drink your, drink, you know, stay hydrated and all yeah. that kind of stuff. For example, we're going out tonight. Probably gonna have a couple of drinks. Yeah. I ate a bunch of pita bread. OK. I just want that pita bread down in there mm. as a base. All right. To absorb the alcohol yeah, man. because I got to get up early for work tomorrow. Me too. So exactly. So you want to you don't want to wake up hungover. Yeah. I had a gang of spaghetti on my way up before. I got Smart it. man. Carbo loaded. Yeah. So like you want to <laughs> you want to do these kind of things because you don't want to wake up. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wake up time when the alarm goes off and your head is hurting and, you, you know, you're sick and all yeah. this type of stuff. When you're 20s. Bounce by by one o'clock, by one or two o'clock, I'm good. Bounce Let's back. Go. Let's go back at it again tonight. Oh man, <laughs> man, <laughs> it's not that like that anymore. It's not like that no more. Especially if you get like real drunk. Yeah, it takes me a couple of days to bounce yeah. back. So you just got to prepare yourself, you know. That's and, that, and that's just you know, it's a little advice from a 31 year old and a 30 yeah. year old. And we have so many listeners that are like 50 and stuff. They're like, shut the fuck Look up. Man. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? You're fucking <laughs> elder statement statesman. There's like, not Mr. Rogers, <laughs> uh, but whatever, man. There's some younger people listening that could use these gems. Yeah. You know, we got like we got younger listeners, so we're just throwing some gems out there at those folks of uh, people that are older than us. You throw us gems. That's how it works. It's a gem system. It's a cast system. You yes. throw gems down to us. We take those gems, remix them. We mm-hmm. take them, get what we get from them. Then we throw those gems down to the younger generation, yep. and we it's a ladder. We pulling each other up. That's how it goes. Now, anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Fran, my affirmative murder this week is the story of Michael Bernard Bell. Okay. Um, I got mostly all of my research from the actual court transcription um, from, like, a law website. Like, all right. the actual, the case file. Hmm. And uh, then what I didn't get from there, I think I think I got it from Law & Crime, a website that kind of details some stuff like that. I think it was Law & Crime. I can't remember right now. But what I, whatever I... Whatever I got from there was pretty minute. Like, it was just kind of small details. But, um, yeah, so most of the stuff was actually from the actual case file. Anyway, <clears throat> so Michael Belfran was born in November of 1970 in the wonderful state of Florida. Mm. So we already know what we're going to look forward to. It's just madness. It's Florida. So it's what they specialize in. 
Uh, he gravitated towards street life at an early age, and he and his siblings spent the 80s in Florida engaging in violent and dangerous activities. Mm, 80s. 80s in Florida. At this time, I mean, I don't know if it still is. probably still is because it's established itself as that, but it was like the cocaine capital. Mm-hmm. It was like where coke was coming into in the 80s. There was a lot of people getting, making a lot of money in the 80s in Florida. Yeah. You know, fast money, danger, street wars, Chaos, yeah. Florida. In the you ever area. seen that that, that cow, cocaine cowboys documentary? Was that about like the the FBI bringing the drugs in Mm-mm. secretly? Those two guys are like these brothers. Um, I don't know if I've seen that. Okay, it was like I mean, they, Florida they based. Helped, oh yeah, they helped like Miami. They helped like build the city. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of my, like, they yeah, was yeah. into like boat, Willie, Willie was Falcone, boat, a lot uh, of guys. boat racing. And yeah, that's crazy. Shit. Oh man, a lot of people made a lot of money in Miami yeah. in the in the nineteen eighties and today still. But like nineteen eighties when the cocaine flood really took off a lot of people made a lot of money mm. and miami there's all these tall buildings and skyscrapers yeah. and stuff that were literally built with drug money yep. uh, miami is a very interesting place and uh yeah so i will continue um in 1993 when michael was 23 years old his brother lamar bell was killed by a young man named theodore wright the shooting was ge- was deemed a justifiable homicide because wright claimed that he fired in self-defense but Bell vowed revenge for his brother's death and swore to his friends and family that he would kill Wright. And Bell was no stranger to murder. He would later be convicted of a murder that he committed in the summer of 1993 after his mother and her boyfriend, Michael Johnson, got into some kind of an altercation. Mm-hmm. And then Bell went to Johnson's house and shot him dead on the, on the front porch of his home. Man. And didn't get arrested for it until... He was arrested for something else that I'll get into. Okay. But it's not like he was immediately arrested, even though he, he killed this guy like in broad daylight on yeah. his own porch after getting into a fight with his mom. So this guy really does not play about his family. I know that's a weird silver lining to look for there because he just murdered a dude in yeah. fucking cold blood. But like, I don't know if he hit his mom, but he, he said some shit to this guy's, to Michael Bell's mom that he didn't he like. He wasn't having it. He didn't like it no. and he went and he dealt with that's it. That's his mom's, man. That's his mom. Now, listen, to an extent, I get it. Not murder. Yeah. Well, you go over there to threaten him. Hey, man, don't come around the house anymore. I don't want to see you over there no more. We don't know what he did, though. We don't know what he did. But he didn't kill his mom. So I don't know if he needed to kill him. But, again, I didn't see, like, he beat his mom severely and she was in the hospital. That's all I'm saying. It, it's just said, like, an altercation. Yeah. So I think he might have overcorrected a bit, in my opinion. Okay. You know. Well, how, how did you react when you was not saying that you were going to kill somebody? So how, <laughs> would you, how, do you, how did you react on a smaller scale, obviously. Uh-huh. How did you react to when you was in school when somebody was like, Your mom this your mom, or your mom that? Yeah. Oh, I was ready to go berserk. Your, mom, your mother. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're I was like, ready to go berserk. Yeah, man, you ready to go fuck off. I was ready to go berserk. Yeah. Yeah, I was ready to go berserk. I get I get that. I get where it stems from. But I'm just saying, <laughs> pulling the hammer out on the porch in broad daylight is like, a, it's excessive. Yes, but also, it could that could have, you know, it could have been pulling over, though. Yeah, and he also... This guy's crazy. Like I mean, I'm like like we <laughs> always the day, we no. always have these discussions when we're doing when we're doing the pod, and we're like, we I mean, you know, like crazy. you know, you never know what you could be pushed to. You go, well, wait, let me. If when I continue, you'll yeah. be like, oh, this dude's a maniac. Like yeah. it wasn't like this was some random thing that he did. And sometimes you go, sometimes I don't know. You just snap. It's like no, no, this guy was a creature of violence. So I will continue. Uh, during the five months following his brother's death, Michael Bell continued to tell his friends and relatives that he planned to kill Wright. It was haunting him. Mm. You know, it was like he wanted revenge. Yeah. Um, on December 8th, 1993, 
Michael Bell used his girl, his then girlfriend, mm-hmm. to purchase an AK-47 assault rifle. Okay, a Which thirty is super uh, easy in America. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. It wasn't that hard. I mean, yeah. he used her maybe as some kind of a to cover a trail up, but yeah. she got it pretty pl- plenty fine. Yeah. Not only did she get that, she got a thirty round magazine and one hundred and sixty mm, bullets. Surprising. Yeah, yes, plenty of bullets, plenty of clips, every and an AK-47, a war gun. Yeah, Russian, I believe, for mass oh. destruction. A weapon of mass destruction for sure in AK-47. Um. The next night, Bell saw Theodore Wright's car, a yellow Plymouth, and saw his opportunity for revenge. Mm. Bell left the area and shortly returned with two friends and his rifle, loaded with 30 bullets. After a short search, because, you know, he had left, so he had to come back and kind of find the yellow Plymouth mm-hmm. again. After a short search, he saw the yellow car in the parking lot of a liquor lounge. What Bell was unaware of was that Theodore Wright had recently sold his car to his half-brother, Jimmy West. Okay, such so, so. A made up name Jimmy, Jimmy West <laughs> well, That's Jim West From uh, Wawa West mm. West Jim West Desperado Bambata And you don't want nada Will Smith um, Will Yeah name. shout out to Will Smith He also apologized to Chris Rock Recently in an apologetic video Nobody cares Well yeah I'm just saying He he, he, he put a video out Like an apologetic video So a few Eight months, months late, A few months late But you know he, he seemed apologetic In the video Anyway Jimmy West Was the half brother Of Theodore Wright Who had recently sold Bought the car From Theodore Okay Right so it was actually Jim. It was actually Jimmy West who had parked the yellow Plymouth outside of the liquor lounge. Plymouth. All right. Mm-hmm. Bell waited in the parking lot until the man that he thought was Theodore Wright left the lounge with Tamika Smith and another female friend. Bell picked up the loaded AK-47 and approached the car as West got into the driver's seat and Smith began to enter on the passenger side. Bell approached the open door of the driver's side car, or the, of the driver's side of the car at point blank range. Close enough to see that this was not, in fact, Theodore Wright. Mm. And still fired the... Gu- still shot. Still fired 12 bullets into West and four into Smith. Damn. Yeah, it was I mean, AK-47. You hold down the thing for five seconds, you're going to unleash that much havoc. So he know? killed his brother. He killed his brother and he killed his brother. Or he killed Jimmy West's female friend, girlfriend. Shit. I'm not really sure. But I mean, he unloaded the bullets into the car. The friend that was in the back seat ducked down and uh, survived. She was not hit uh, by, the, by the gunfire. Uh, but yeah, he fired 16 shots into the car. God. 12 hit the, uh, Jimmy West and uh, four hit uh, Tamika Smith. Mm. Yeah, so like I said, the other female did not, she was not killed. She was in the back unharmed. After shooting Weston Smith, Bell then turned around and emptied the clip at the front of the lounge where about a dozen people were waiting to go inside. So he did oh, like he a, just started shooting. he did like a, uh, Bonnie and Clyde shoot the gun, shoot his name into the building thing. Yeah. Like he shot his name. Well, he didn't literally, but he just shot yeah, yeah. the building like it was crazy, and then got in the car and drove away. Oh, pl- oh, plenty of plenty of witnesses. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, that's not even a question. But that's, I mean, that's why he did it, though. I would assume, right? What? He didn't. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't shoot anybody. Nobody was hit. He just oh, he shot, just shot the building. He just shot in the direction of the people. They oh, were all okay. ducked down on the ground. Oh, nobody right. else. Okay. Nobody else was hit in this situation. All right. So he He he. I don't know. If, luckily, I guess. Right. I guess. Luckily, yeah. Sure. I mean, he shot in their direction, but I don't know if he was aiming at anybody. But it doesn't really matter. Bullets. They are going around willy nilly. They could hit somebody. They could have struck somebody. And I'll get into that even more. This guy was just a menace. So anyway. Um, so, like I said, uh, after doing all this chaotic shit, killing two people, Bell then drove to his aunt's house and said to her, Theodore got my brother, and now I got his brother. Even though that wasn't his intention. He wanted to kill Theodore Wright, and he thought he saw Theodore Wright, and then when he no- realized it wasn't Theodore Wright, I think it was just too late to kind of pull abort the mission. Yeah. And so he was like, well, this is close enough. I'll kill him. But it's not like he, but he then, he would spin it. 
over the next couple of weeks until he was caught, he he would go around being like, eye for an eye. He killed my brother, so I killed his brother. But that's not what he wanted. He wanted yeah, to he kill people, right? Yeah, yeah. But you do this thing, you got to spin it some kind of way to not look wrong. So that was he then turned it into that. So Bell was indicted and picked up almost immediately within a couple of weeks and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. His trial was set for March of 1995, where he pleaded not guilty by reason of self-defense, stating, Fran, <laughs> stating that he believed Wes reached for a weapon just before he began shooting, which Ooh, is he might have, but he might have. If I saw a dude approaching me with a big-ass AK-47 and I have a gun on me, I'm going to reach for my gun too. So that's not self-defense. He was leaving a lounge, probably just got done getting some wines on the dance floor from Tamika and, and maybe this other girl. They were having a great time. Maybe they were going to go back, have some after-hours fun, like have some drinks at the house. And this dude pr- approaches them with a fucking war weapon. If he had a gun on him, I'm sure he did reach for it. But this guy was just getting in his car. Yeah. So it was not self-defense. But that's what he claimed, um, even though he was the man holding a gigantic assault rifle. But self- self-defense shouldn't come into play when it's 12 rounds. Oh no! It didn't work. It didn't work. I mean, like it should, he, they shouldn't be. It shouldn't be able to be used. I mean, you can use anything. That's crazy. It's just like that's not. It's just not gonna work. That's that's not self defense. It's just my twelve times. That's not self defense. That's what the judge said. I'm that's assuming. <laughs> but yeah, that's what he says. No self defense, man. I go. I'm I'm just walking around this parking lot of this lounge with my AK-47, and this guy pulls a gun out on me, and so I shot him and the girl. <laughs> and they're like, um, no, that's. Yeah. And shoot people at the, at the and at I, the, then I shot because then I thought everybody had guns. Yeah. So I just turned around and started shooting at their lounge too because I didn't know who else could have had guns out there. It seemed like everybody had guns. I know I had my gun, but it seemed like everybody had guns. So I just really got really scared, and that's why I shot aimlessly at a wall full of just people waiting to go inside of a building. So the defense presented no evidence or witnesses, mm-hmm. uh, and a jury found Michael Bell guilty of the first degree murders of Tamika Smith and Jimmy West, and unanimously recommended the death penalty for both murders. Mm. During the penalty phase of his trial, a lounge security guard testified for the state that he and seven or eight other people were in line of were in the line of fire and hit the ground when Bell sprayed bullets into the parking lot of the lounge. He also testified that Bell shot four or five bullets into a house next door in which th- three children were residing at the time. So mm. this guy was just an absolute menace. Yeah. He had a 30 round clip. He shot 16 of the bullets. And I think he just went, fuck it, empty the clip. You know, like when you go to the airport and they go no liquid beyond this point. And so you just go, oh, I was going to go down this Gatorade bottle. So you just drink the rest of the Gatorade, even though it's like, yeah, I don't really want to drink all this Gatorade, but I don't want to waste it. Yeah. He treated like his uh, clip of extremely dangerous bullets that way. And he fired into a house where three children were sleeping and he fired at a wall of people that were just waiting to go into a lounge and have a good time. He treated it like a Gatorade bottle. So Charles Jones, a key witness for the state, asserted that days after the double homicide, Michael Bell was desperately trying to sell an AK-47 for as low as $300. So at first, people he was going around selling, anybody want an AK-47, AK-47, and nobody wanted to buy it. Then he lowered the price down to $300. Nobody still wanted to buy this gun. Because they probably knew it was hot. Yeah. They heard about this AK-47 incident. They're like, I'm not buying a hot gun from you. It's got two bodies on it, at least. And so he, testif- he asserted to that point and testified to that point. And Jones also testified that he later had an encounter with Bell which he, in which he asked him why he killed Jimmy West and not Theodore Wright, and that Bell stated he killed my brother, and that was the closest thing to me, and, and, then I, and so I killed his. When asked about why he killed the girl in the car, Bell allegedly responded, bullets don't know nobody. That's true. That's very true, but very scary talking to a guy that has killed people. 
Because that mean really what that says from a guy that has really done what he's done is like I don't give a fuck who I'm gonna do what I do, and if people die, I don't care. Yeah. So that's scary that that's the mentality of a lot of people. So um, after years of exhausting all of his appeals, I mean, this guy tried everything. You guys, you guys handcuffed me when you guys weren't supposed to. This witness lied about my mom. He exhausted every appeal, tried every habeas corpus type of you know uh, maneuver, and everything was denied. Everything was uh, proven to be done the right way, and so he still sits on death row in the Florida prison. He's about fifty-two years old, and the the, the message to this short story is, folks. Watch what you buy secondhand and who you buy it from, because you could possibly be buying an issue that you're not prepared for. I mean, Jimmy West, I'm sure his brother loved him very much, but Theodore Wright sold his brother a car when he's in street activity. And he sold this car to his brother, a yellow car, very recognizable. (laughs) And within weeks of buying the car from his brother, he was murdered. Because they thought he, he they thought he was his brother, you know, uh, you know, and and there's all kind of ways, or you know, we could analyze and, and. You think he knew that though? Who? He, I'm sure he knew that. I'm sure Jimmy West knew his brother. No, I don't think. Well, that's a good, I don't know. I don't know if Theodore West. I don't know if Theodore Wright knew Michael Bell specifically was looking for him, but he he could have. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. I do a lot of shit. I rob people or whatever it is that I do, and this car's loud. Absolutely, and maybe I and should get it off brother? myself. But maybe yeah, but he just, your brother, though. Yeah, but maybe you think people see me in it. I don't want to be seen in this car anymore because people can recognize me. I don't know if you think about passing it down and people still looking for you because you go, well, now I'm not in it, so they they know I'm, I'm not in it. Nah, man. I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if you necessarily think that far. Even if you think about protecting yourself, you go, this car is loud. People recognize me in you it. Sell it to you. Sell it to somebody else you don't know. Sure, not your brother. I I agree, but. I don't know if he, I don't know if I'm saying, I don't think he knew that when he sold it to his brother. Like, yeah, now it's his problem now. They're they going to think uh, he's me in it. Yeah. I don't think he thought of that when he sold his brother the car. And if no, he did, no. he's fucking evil. He should have. You know, some of the craziest shit I've heard one day. What? I was at work one time, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, this is, it reminded me of this, what happened. Mm-hmm. So I was at work and a guy had this big ass truck, right? Yeah. So he parked it a couple doors up from where he lived. Mm-hmm. And... I thought he was going to the house where I was at, so I was going to give him mail. Sure. He's oh, I don't live here. I live down there. Mm. And he said, so if they come ship this place, they ship the wrong house. I said, wow. All right. And the to craziest even make that shit. joke, the crazy, I was tells like, me that he's into some shit. I was like, what? Because who thinks that way? And why is he doing that? Uh, Probably because he actually is shit really serious. Wild. Like shit He's like, wild. if they do do that, because I do the, live that kind of lifestyle, that is something that could happen. Even if it's a joke, he's That's thought insane. about it. Even if it's a joke, he's thought about it. Because that's a, I would never even think to make that joke. Oh, I wouldn't be parking up in front of, unless a, uh, the parking in front of my house was taken. Take it, exactly. But to, for it to be some kind of strategic maneuver, like, yeah. oh, I don't park in front of my house because my people recognize my car. And then they might think, they might know that's my house. That's wild. So if that park up here, they're going to think that's my house. Yeah. I don't think Theodore Wright did that with his car. I don't think it was that mm-hmm. strategic. I think, I, think it was, I think it was strategic in the sense that he drove a yellow car and was like, I don't want to be this high profile anymore so let me get it off of me i get that i don't know if he thought about and i'm gonna get it on somebody else and they're gonna think it's me riding around especially if he sold it to his brother i don't think he thought that but that's kind of it doesn't matter because that's what right. happened yeah, yeah. i don't know? think he thought that either but it's what happened if you in that you run in those type of you know yeah streets like that man you can't 
you passing the car that you people are familiar, yes. familiar seeing you in, giving it to your family. I just don't, I don't, yeah. I just don't think that's when you smart, live that kind of that's life, smart. that's something you should think about, especially yeah. if, and I'm giving him too much, I'm giving him credit, even just he might have just been bored of the car. So true, I'm giving him credit true. and just saying that he might have wanted to get a, a less high profile, yellow, noticeable car. He might have just not wanted the car anymore. So yeah. none of this could have been a thought of his. Right. But the point is, he drove a recognizable car. Somebody did think that it was him driving the car yeah. and his brother was killed as a result of that. All of that is moot because it's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. so um, um, rest in peace to Jimmy West hey, and rest in peace to Tamika Smith. But you got to watch if you know that you have a friend or a family member who's in that kind of lifestyle. You got to think about that kind of stuff before they go, hey, cuz, hey, bro, you want to buy my car? That kind of, you know, I don't want people to think it's me. You got to really think about that kind of stuff. Also, I don't think we have any listeners that would do anything like this, but I don't know. Buying guns. Like, people just go, I have a gun. You know, that's the kind of country we live in. People are selling guns secondhand and to other people. You got to watch that too because you could be a person who buys a handgun from somebody because you want to circumvent all this stuff but you just want a nice gun to protect your home or whatever. Somebody breaks into your house and you shoot them and in the course of that investigation to make sure that you did the right thing, that gun, that gun has somebody. six bodies on it. Yeah. And now you have to try to explain who you bought this gun from in a back alley and you put yourself in a situation where you could end up being in jail for a long time just because you can't get the words right or the situation sounds funky and We've seen a, many, a million stories like this where it's like, I'm innocent, but I just couldn't prove I was innocent because I couldn't find the guy I sold, bought the gun from. And the, I have the gun, and the gun has three bodies on it. And so they, they look at me as a suspect. I don't want to be suspected in anything. So even just going through having to hire a lawyer and spend money out of my pocket and all that shit is something I never want to have to do. So you got to watch the stuff that you buy and who you buy it from. You got a friend that goes, oh, I got TVs, man. Is this, a repu- is this a reputable friend? Where do these TVs come from? Because you might be buying the TV, you might have the meetup set, and you go buy the TV in the parking lot of an Arby's, and the police show up. We've been looking at this guy for months. We've been, we've been having him on a stinger. Now you're a part of a RICO investigation because he sold the TV to you where you were going to sell the TV to somebody else. Now you got to try to prove that you aren't a part of it. You just wanted to get a deal on the TV. <laughs> I just wanted the, the Sony Curve. I just wanted yeah. the Curve TV. So you got to watch what you buy and who you buy it from. That's why That's I just spend the little extra money to get the stuff from the store with a receipt. And all this and all this. <laughs> I always tell you, too, because you always like, oh, I found the thing that you bought, yeah, man. but I found it for half of the price. Yeah. And then you got to buy another one in like it's three months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So that's a whole nother situation aside from the illegality you part. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And you don't mind buying three or something if you get a deal. I like taking risks. I'll take the risk of saving some money. Because sometimes you do find the half off yeah. one that's as good as it's the like, one. This works. And sometimes it ain't. Sometimes it's like, yeah, this shit broke. Yeah, this, yeah this shit. I give, I see why it costs seventeen dollars. It was an odd number when I bought it. I never seen something cost seventeen dollars, yeah. and now I understand why it costs that. You know. Yeah, man. So yeah, um, but yeah, rest in peace to um, Tamika Smith and Jimmy West. Uh, just some people. They were going out to a lounge, going to have a good time with some friends, and yeah, it's fucked up. Shit, man. just you know, unfortunate. Uh, uh, unfortunate event came came to them they weren't looking for trouble no so you know yeah watch you know just watch yourself and watch who you associate with and don't bring their life into your life i you know i my advice to people is you know watch who you associate with and if you don't think that they're good to be in around you if they're not adding to your life then get them out of your life but if you can't do that because they're family or because you've known them for a long time just don't let their life bleed over too much into your life keep them keep a little distance distance between you and them that's my advice. So, because sometimes you can't just cut people off. Sometimes it's a little more complicated than that. 
And so my other advice is to just, you know, keep some space between you and that person. Uh, anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's Rand's turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. Welcome back. It's my turn to go. My affirmative murder this week is about the story of Antoinette McCoy. So McCoy grew up uh, in a tight-knit family in Washington, D.C. that practiced a Christianity religion called Pentecostal. Okay. Uh, faith played an important role in her life when she was a, you know, when she was a child and growing up. She went to a high school in northwestern uh, Washington, D.C. called Dun- Dunbar High School. Okay. She met this guy named Peter. We have, we have one of those here. Yes, we do. <laughs> she met a guy named Peter Moses, right? Mm-hmm. They met in high school, high school sweethearts. Sure. Know? And then um, they had the same same religious beliefs. Fun times, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. High school sweethearts. Yeah. Uh, they had the same religious beliefs. And then, um, and that, you know, that religion they were in, they couldn't, uh, couldn't there was no dating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they just used to hang out and Moses used to walk her home from school when they were kids and stuff like that. And then Moses ended up moving away. And uh, Antonetta became heartbroken because, you know, they was high school sweethearts. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah sure. So then he moves and then, you know, life goes on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Life goes on. You ever had one of those situations, though? It's very TV-like. Um, like a crush you had moved away. Not moved away, but go to a different school, yeah. Okay. Like you just graduate. Uh-huh. Yeah, we graduate and, and go to different high to schools different high or something. Schools. Yeah, different yeah. middle schools or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. But the two end up reconnecting as adults on Facebook in 2010. Mm-hmm. According to NBC News. Also, I got this story from uh, Murderpedia and an article from Oxygen. Okay. I don't know who Oxygen is. Mm-hmm. So McCoy soon began visiting Moses in Durham, North Carolina, mm-hmm. where he shared a house with a large group of women and children. Among them, four-year-old boy named Jaden Higginbotham, who lived, who lived there with his mother, Vanya Ray Sisk. It was a lot of people staying in the house uh, this is Jordan's, Jordan's father. Mm-hmm. He said that um, his 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 dad and Sisk's ex husband said that it was it was her and it was kids and it was his sister and her kids. So they were all staying in this house. Yeah. So McCoy grew fond of the boy, even though Moses didn't seem to like him. Mm. So in Durham, McCoy learned Moses now adopted the beliefs of Black Hebrew is is Israelites. Um, also, looking that up, just trying to like do some research on it. When you look it up, it says um, not black, not the Hebrew black Israelites. I'm talking about the the other religion. Was it the um, Pentecostal? Pente- Pentecostal. Uh-huh. It says like the beginning says a charming religious religion or something like that. And I go, what is what is that? What does that even mean? Yeah, who knows? Everything is something like it's all like sects of Christianity. So you know, there's like Lutheran and yeah. all the Babatarian, whatever. I don't know all these different terms and stuff. But I don't really know what Pentecostal what their sect you know everything's kind of like a different we don't do this or we do do this right, right, you know, yeah, i don't yeah. know what their thing is so just call them charming it's like i don't yeah okay sure i guess i don't know yeah um i know it's like they don't like can gay people go to your church like they don't listen to music thing? or something like that they don't like something they don't even, they wear long dresses can't date. yeah they can't date okay. wear long dresses and stuff like that and like oh, they sounds not allowed, they're not allowed to watch tv or music or what listen to music it sounds culty like, like jehovah's witnesses that's what it sounds like yeah yeah um so Moses adopted the beliefs of the Black Hebrew Black, Black Hebrew Israelites, which is a fringe religious sect that believes African Americans are the true descendants um, of the ancient Israelites and blend Jewish and Christian religious practice with Black lib- liberation theology. Yeah, it's one of those kind of things where it's like I don't 
I don't um, cast judgments on people's religion, but I haven't really seen a lot of stories where they aren't kind of jerks. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like, but they're like screaming at white people in the streets. Oh, of is New that York. Oh, okay. They like dress up in like outfits. Is this something happening like with them in like Philly or something? Like a shooting or something? Uh, possibly, I don't know. I just don't. It's a lot of extremists, a lot of extremist beliefs use just, black Hebrew Israelite. I'm not saying. Yeah, I don't know if the at its core it's just like a chill thing or whatever. But a lot of extremist groups fall under that umbrella and use that as the religion that they, you know, believe. Yeah. I just feel like it's all, I, I don't want to like, I'm not shitting on you, my religion or anything, but I just feel like sometimes it's like, you make up a religion, you go, okay, we do yeah. this. Uh-huh. We do this. Like a shopping cart, like we do yeah. this, some of this. Exactly. Boil it up. You, know, you take it all from pot, other things. And then we, we, now we have this. Yeah. Whatever name it is, like, what? Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's all like made up bullshit, man. It's like, oh, it's like Harry Potter's to me. Like all of this stuff is like, ooh, dragons and fairies and sky sky monsters and octopuses and uh, krakens and stuff. And it's yeah. like you're using these books that have, you know, some some cool alliteration and some cool philosophies and stuff in them, and you're using them to like murder people and make people feel less than. And so, like, what religion is used for by so many people is disgusting, and it's mm. like. When you really boil it down, just really serious decisions are being made about a book where a guy was a, came back to life as yeah. a zombie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, we all watch The Walking Dead. It's a fun show or whatever. But if I said I'm going to take away abortion rights because Rick Grimes is my leader, you would look at me like a clown. Yeah. But it's not that different. It's not that different, bro. It's a TV show, a book. It's the, it's not that different. It's not different enough for you to be making decisions about people's lives based on the book that you like. Mm. And that's my thoughts on all the books. All of the books. Yeah. All of them. Not any not any specific one, but all of them. Yeah. So yeah, so uh yeah, just mentioned all the, the adopted uh religious beliefs that he's he's into now. Mm. And he's also a polygamist. Sure, of course. He um, is. The women in the house were his wives, mm-hmm. and including Jaden Higginbotham, he was father of excluding him, excluding mm-hmm. Jaden. Mm-hmm. He was the father of um, of, uh, of eight other children living in the house as well. Super chill. And the women worked to support him and addressed Moses as Lord. Of course, so he didn't have to work. No, and all the other women worked, and he had sex with them and that's what his job was his job was to be the leader his job was to be the leader yeah but do you think that people who dabble in polygamy that's the same thing right as what polygamous it's the, it's the same thing as what it's the same yeah it's just different i mean it's the same term i mean different terms but it means the same as thing. what other term polygamy polygamous it's the same thing right yeah it's the same it's like it's like yeah right but i mean like yeah, i'm saying the same, that people, the same word yeah. right so i'm saying the people that 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 deal with that do you think those people as well has cult-like similarities mm. well uh, it's another situation where a lot of poly- if not all pol- i don't know any polygamist that's not religious religion based most polygamists mm. are are doing it under the guise of religion oh really yeah i, yeah. I don't know anybody just like man i just do fun i just like having mad chicks i mean i know yeah. dudes that are like that but when you go polygamy is very different than uh being a player or something yeah. like that a polygamist <laughs> is like i am have three wives yeah and three household, like, or we all live in the same household, and I am uh, the leader of this house. Not just like I got a girl over here, I got a girl over there. I got that's not polygamy. Polygamy is like a a, a a setup system where you like everybody lives in under the same roof, or you have multiple homes, mm-hmm. and you you are you are the father in each of those homes. It's not just like being slick. So 
most polygamy, I believe, is religion based. So I don't I don't know if it's necessarily cultish, but that is an extremist view of religion mm. being a polygamist. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, kind of cultish. You got to be a little cultish to believe that you have the right to break the law mm. and have multiple wives. Yeah. Because that you're 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 saying your religion is over the law. So yeah, I would say yes. Um. So in August 2010, McCoy told her sister that told her sister Janaea that Moses had smacked her in the mouth with a gun and shot at her three times. She said that she was scared of him and the other and the other members of his group, but stayed in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Her sister said that she was she was like, you don't understand about how it works. They kill people. That's what she told a uh, local news station. Oh. In early December of that year, McCoy returned to D.C. with Moses to pick up um, a couple of her last things at, at her, her residence she was living at before. Mm-hmm. She gave her sister, she gave us a hug and said that she loved us. And that she will be calling us as soon as she's, uh, that she makes it back. And uh, it will be the last time that Janaea and her rest of her family ever saw Miss McCoy. And Durham McCoy became increasingly hard to reach. Phone calls and texts from her family went unanswered. Finally, they stopped altogether. In February 2011, her family reported her missing. When police went to Pete Moses' house, house he told them she had left weeks earlier and hadn't heard from her since. Soon after, the police in Durham began investigating the disappearance, the, the disappearance of four-year-old Jaden, who hadn't been seen since the previous October. When police questioned Vanya Sisk about his whereabouts, she gave different, differing accounts, saying he was staying with two, two different women. I saw also an article where she said that she didn't even have any, she didn't know who they were talking about, like she didn't have any kids. Mm. Um, and then when they returned for a follow-up interview, the house that they were living in was empty. So they they cleaned their stuff out. I guess they was like, okay, they on to us or whatever. Let's get out of here. Get here. So Sis was eventually tracked down in Colorado Springs where she was questioned and her children were taken into child protective services. It was soon revealed the police were operating on a tip from an informant who had been living in the Durham home of Pete Moses. According to the informant, Moses shot Jaden in the basement of the house and stuffed his body in a suitcase, mm. which sat in the attic until it began to stink. Mm. And that's when he decided to, hey, go, we got to get it out of this house. It has to be removed. Yeah. According to search warrants, Moses had also ordered the murder of Antoinette McCoy. Following an, following an argument, she was beaten unconscious um, by two of her fellow wives before mm. being fatally, sh- fatally shot by Sisk. A search of the home would later find a bullet shell casings, evidence of human blood, and overt cleaning. So in 2011, the owner of the rental property in Durham called plumbers because of a foul odor in his backyard, which he thought was a blockage sewage pipe. Until that February, the home's tenant had been Moses' mother, Shielda Harris. While trying to find the source of the smell, they discovered a black bag buried in the backyard and called 911. It was a horrible smell, they told dispatchers. Mm. We don't think it's an it's an animal or nothing. It seems like it could possibly be another human. Mm. They they went out there digging and they found the remains of twenty eight year old young twenty eight year old Antoinette McCoy. Mm. The following day, the police found the remains of Jaden as well. In the same backyard. In the same backyard. Uh-huh. Um, I think Jaden Jaden was in a suitcase and then mm-hmm. like uh, Miss McCoy was like they stuffed her in like a black bag. Mm. Wow. So following the discovery of McCoy and Jaden, Jaden's body, seven people were charged in connection to their murders. They included Pete Moses as well as 
three of his wives, Vanya Sisk, Levada Harris, and LaRonda Renee Smith. Also arrested were Moses' mother, Sheila Harris, his sister, Sheila Moses, and his brother, P. Leonard um, Moses. The charges against Harris and, Sh- and Moses were later dropped. You know, I guess they they just they was just living in the house. They probably didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, prosecutors planned to seek the death penalty against Pete Moses. In the lead up to his trial in 2012, it was revealed that Moses had become obsessed obsessed with the idea that Jaden was gay. In October 2010, after Jaden hit one of his half brothers on the buttocks, Moses took him to the garage of their home and turned the music up crazy loud mm-hmm. with the Lord's Lord's prayers. What was playing, oh. recited in Hebrew, um, and then in the backyard and shot the boy in the head. Wow! Antoinette McCoy had been in wow. Washington D.C. at the time that Jaden was murdered. She returned to Durham that December, but Moses decided to kill her after learning she could not bear children on december 21st and 22nd of 2010 they said that she ran to a neighbor so she tried to escape like yeah. she knew what danger she was already in for sure and she tried to get out i mean you come back and there's a kid that's not there and i'm sure they're being very weird about it you know? right right because right because she wasn't there but so she gets back um tries to run to a neighbor and the neighbor thinking like oh this this is some crazy they're from that weird house just from that warehouse and she's just this crazy woman yeah and the other wives saw her Got into like a scuffle, or whatever, and then dragged her back to the house. As a neighbor, you go like, "What the fuck?" Well, as a neighbor, these neighbors went. This that's not like, my that's business. not my business. But that's crazy. Yeah, you see her, some people drag her back to the house. Yeah, that's that's wild. You call the police. Call the police. police. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so she ran to a neighbor's house to actually use the phone, um, but she was caught and then dragged back to the house. She was beaten and strangled, and later shot three times by Vanya Sisk. Mm. Rather than take his chances in a case with witnesses, incriminating fingerprints, and the murder weapon. Pete Moses pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder in June 2012. He was sentenced to two, two consecutive life sentences in July of 2013. He said that he was sorry. He said, this is what he said, quote, he said, I'm sorry for what happened to your daughter. That's what he told um, Antoinette's mother, Yvonne McCoy, at the hearing. Wow. Yeah. God. Thanks. But yeah, we're all good, man. Thanks. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, doesn't sound sincere at all. Like, no. it's just, sorry. What ha- and what happened is so it's like so removed, like as if right. he had nothing to do with it. Yeah, because it. I mean, because to him, he probably like I didn't. Yeah, I they didn't they killed her. They killed her under my orders, but yep. I didn't touch her. Yep. So a month earlier, Vanya Ray Sisk was sentenced to thirty years in prison after pleading guilty to second degree murder, first degree kidnapping, and conspiracy to commit murder in the death of Antoinette Yvonne McCoy, and to being an accessory after the fact of murder in the death of Jaden. At roughly the same time, Levada Harris pleaded guilty to two counts. So they just got all of them, really. All of them that was in it. Because they was like, you, you all knew what was going on. You yeah, you're all accomplices. Yeah. Accessory to the crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ms. Harris pleaded guilty to two counts of accessory to the murder after the fact and was given two consecutive sentences. Uh, now, in the article, it said 73. I never even seen it like this. 73 to 97 months. That's, I think that's about six to seven years. Mm-hmm. And his brother... Leonard Moses was sentenced to um, 58 to 79 months, and I think that's six to seven years, I think. Yeah, huh? And uh, months in prison after pleading guilty to murder and accessory to murder after the fact. And he was, and he has since been released from prison. He served his time. He served his time, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, for her part with the murder, LaRonda Smith was sentenced to 23 to 29 years in prison. Mm. I'm sorry. Months, months, oh, months. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Twenty three to nine, 29 big, months in prison. Big difference. Yeah, after pleading guilty, big difference uh, 
to the previous forever. So that's like two to three years. So she's she's done her time. I think all of them done their time by now, right? Sounds like it's a 2013 or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been almost 10 years yeah. and nobody got more than that. So Right. And that so, so do you think Vanya Sisk got short of time only because that she was... Did she cooperate anyway? I don't know. But my question is, do you think that she got short of time? Because she wouldn't pull the trigger. But, I mean, do you think that it was all because of... He was brainwashing them. He was them brainwashing them and, them and he's a leader. And that's why he... But she also could have cooperated. Yeah. I don't know, but like... True. True. Um, it's the same thing, but no, it's not really because I think that seven, the, I think that eight years though. I mean, like I think some of those women got the death penalty in the Charles Manson case. Well, Charles Manson never has never killed anybody, but mm. he's he was the leader, and so you know, I think some of those women got life in prison. He made but music too, right? Bad music, but yeah, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I thought people liked his music. I thought he was like no. He was a musician, and he thought that the he was the shit. He he thought that he could get hooked up with the Beatles or something like that. He thought oh, he, yeah, he, he was yeah, he was crazy as shit. Um, but yeah, some some of those women got like real sentences. Did they? Yeah, I believe so. So, so you know, by by you being a cult enthusiast, right? Mm-hmm. Do you? So all all cults are religious based. No, no. Some of, I mean, religion is a some. Some of them, the religion is the person. Okay, you know, like Jim Jones. I don't think that there was necessarily a religious. There might have been a religious aspect, but he he had convinced people that he created this like utopia. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't religion based. Even if they went there and they had church and things like that, I don't know if it was necessarily like religion was the center. Of the thing, I think the center of the thing was like this cool place. So there's like really, we're building a special compound where people can share ideas and things like that. Yeah. So not not necessarily, but kinda. It has to be based around something a bigger than them. Bigger, so they believe in a higher thing. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily always mean religion, and sometimes the religion is like a made up thing. It's not always like Christianity, Judaism, right? Whatever. But that's but, what yeah. I mean. Just something they just something some that they a higher they power higher to believe. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But they're connected to it somehow. Where it's like, I'm below, whatever is the higher power. I'm right below him, so I'm the one you speak to. Right. Oh, the the leader. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You speak to this higher being through me. Right. Exactly. So basically, it's me. I yeah. am the higher. Sounds being. like a pastor. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's you know, yeah, yeah. We're it's um that's that's a whole conversation, but yeah, no. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about Christianity and, and a lot of um religions and the the leader of the the pastor, the 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 rabbi, the whatever you know, like all of these these figures in these religions are have wield a lot of power. Yeah, and that is why, like in Catholicism, a lot of the there were laws put in place because. Back in like the 1500s, these popes and stuff, and all and and um, Catholic priests and stuff, they were like rock stars. They were fucking everybody, and you know, because they were the people, they were the leaders. They were getting money and all this stuff. So then, that's where the separation of church and state came from, because mm. they were like too influential. Like they were, they were everything, and so they had to come up with these new laws. You can't get married, and all, and it led to a lot of weird stuff. Because now you get, you know, these priests today are molesting kids and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if allowing them to get married will would weed out the weirdo priests. Maybe a lot maybe a lot of the priests who are the real good dudes are like, Well, I don't want to not get married and have kids and stuff, so I guess I can't be a priest. Yeah. And so it's almost like you lure in the guys that are like, 
wait, so I get to hang around kids all day and I, don't, I get to have an excuse to not have to date women that are older. Mm. Awesome. Cool. That's like I have a perfect excuse for to be a single 55 year old man yeah. and it not be creepy. And they get this. They still let me hang around their kids. Yeah. It's like you're almost like welcoming in those kinds of weird characters. Whereas like a dude that's like, well, you know, I'm already married and have a family and stuff. So I guess I can't be a Catholic priest. Mm. You know, so I don't know. It's an odd. It's an odd thing. But most cults are based around some kind of a higher calling. There was a yoga cult, like um, Bikram Yoga was a. He was a weirdo. Um, yeah, a lot of those people. Um, I'm just learning about Hillsong. So Hillsong, and it goes deep. I'm still trying to do kind of doing my research. But Hillsong is this. It's a. It's like a. It's Christian based mm-hmm. out of Australia. But it made its way over here in like 2015 through Justin Bieber and a lot of these uh, Hollywood celebrities through the, through New York. There was like this New York pastor who all of a sudden Justin Bieber was super religious. He was walking around with this guy, hanging out with this guy all the time. This guy was like had abs. He was like a young hip pastor. Remember mm-hmm. that Teen Extreme Bible? Yeah. When I was when I was like 15, yeah. he was like the human version that he was a Teen Extreme Bible person as a person. Mm. He was like the personification of that. He's like I'm I like God, but like. I also like to do shots of whiskey, man, because it's spirits, you know, like that kind of stuff. He was like a cool guy. And then it's starting to come out like this cult. I mean, well, this uh, it's, that is kind of like the new Scientology and that possibly they mar- they like married off Justin Bieber to um, Alec Baldwin's daughter and stuff like it wasn't they didn't just fall in love. It was almost like he was she was given to him. Some rumors floating around like it's like. They do selection like you should marry this person. Like they're putting people together as opposed to people just, you know, meeting up yeah. organically. Because that's what happened with Tom Cruise allegedly. That Tom Cruise was like, "I want Katie Holmes," mm. and Scientology was like, well, "Yes, sir. You're the face of Scientology, so we'll get you whatever you want." And they like flew Katie Holmes out and set it up for them to hit it off. But it wasn't organic. He just like kind of picked her, mm. and Scientology made it happen allegedly. Yeah. So if they're kind of, I've, re- I've watched some videos and seen some things that are alleging, alleging that this Hillsong church is kind of doing that, but they're flying under the radar more than Scientology was. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, no, religion and cults and all that shit is super weird and fucked up. It should get real deep. It always ends up people using their power to abuse it and take advantage of women and steal money. And then a lot of times, once you get to a certain point, if you're a religion, quote unquote, you get tax exemption. So you don't have to pay any taxes. So then you start just bringing in money hand over fist because you don't have to pay any taxes, mm. you know? So um, I haven't seen too many examples of religion working out for the good. Like once you get into the mega churches and all this stuff, it always is some seedy, dark stuff involved in it. Yeah. So, yeah. This was another example of that. And this was like a fucking weird, small, in the house <laughs> fucking thing. This wasn't even, yeah. like, you know, this wasn't even a church or anything. It was a weird th- polygamy thing, you know? That's why I'm like, is it, was it just like it goes an actual head. religious thing? But it's always oh, it just like you wanted to have a whole bunch of women. That's the tough thing because I think, I don't know if I was talking to you about this or if we talked about it on the podcast, but like I brought up, I was talking to somebody about Joel Osteen. And I was like, I think Joel Osteen, even when the cameras go off, he still is like, Oh, this is a bountiful meal by the grace of God. Like, I think he still buys into mm. the religion, but I don't think the ca- the cameras cut on Joel Olsen. He's like, that's a wrap. <laughs> Another sucker's born every day. Where's the collection plate? I want to go to the strip club tonight. Let me get some cash out of there. I think he's still, you know, it's a part of his personality to be religious, but he also drives a Ferrari and uh, uh, flies in a private jet and stuff. And I'm sure he fucks women. 
and cheats on his wife, I would just assume. And so, but in his mind, he's like, but I'm an instrument of God. So in his mind, it's not a scam. These are just things that come with being a, a voice box for God. So in the case of this guy, Peter, Joseph, Peter Moses, I'm sure he really believes like women are inferior because the Bible or whatever book he reads says so. And the man is the head of the house household and gay is wrong. And you shouldn't be with a person of the same sex because it's wrong. Not because I'm grossed out by it. And I don't look down on women because I think that I'm better than them. I just look down on them because that's what the Bible tells me to do. But you still believe those things, even if you're saying it because it's not it's not it's not what I believe. Look what the book says. It's not, I haven't, I don't, you hear a lot, a lot, like, I don't hate gay people, but the Bible says you're going to hell. And that, so I have no control over that. It just is what it is. But you do hate gay people. But you get to say, no, it's just the book says that. And I listen to the book. It's the word of God. Yeah. So to answer your question, it's like, did he want to have a lot of wives? I'm sure he did. But like, I don't think he ever would drop the act. I don't think when he's around his friends, right. he was like, no, nah, man, I just like having a bunch of women around the house with their asses out. You know what I mean? You feel me? And they all yeah. high five and stuff like that. He just, I yeah. think his other friends are probably also, were also probably polygamous and in black Israel, whatever. And also had other. Do the same thing. Doing the same thing. Yeah, so yeah. they're all like, you know, my brother, we're righteous. We're just doing the thing that God wants us to do. But so, you know, I slide you this number. I saw a girl. I met her down at the Kroger's. She looked cute. And I know you were looking for a third wife. So you might want to look into her. She looked like she might be a, a viable candidate. Yeah. But that's really saying like, I saw a baddie at the grocery store. You should holler at her. Yeah. yeah. But we can say it in a way that's religious. Yeah. You know, it's like so, it sounds acceptable. Yeah, it sounds spiritual, but really it's like, I, I can't hook up with her. I already got three wives. So you go ahead and do this one. You go ahead and take your shot. Yeah. So it's all just kind of nasty and gross and haven't seen too many examples of like religion being like helping anybody really when he when when money gets involved and you know ulterior motives and objectives get involved but anyway yeah um tragic story yeah man i was, <laughs> I was <laughs> on a it, just, it just gets so it's i don't know it, it's a sick world bro i don't want to have kids anymore uh, i changed my mind <laughs> change i changed my mind that fast uh let's <laughs> let's go ahead and get into these good vibes Welcome back. It's time for our good vibe segment. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna take the easy one this week, and my good vibe is obviously that um, I know we're recording this on uh, Friday. Tuesday, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night. Um, it's Friday yeah. night. So it's my good vibe is like I lived another year, man. So I'm happy. Um, this was a crazy year for me. One probably one of the worst years I've had. Yeah. But definitely. Um, it's always good to. To live another year, man. Like for sure, it seems like people thirty one. You go like, damn, it's long. Kind of like, to me, it feels like it's kind of a long time. But it's like, nah, it wasn't. Like I just remember being fucking ten, running yeah. around, and this around this time at when I we were young is like mm. we were sitting home playing video video games. Oh, not a care in the world. Not a care in the world, man. Care Eat in the fucking world. cereal and all kinds of shit and all kinds of <sighs> junk food. Now it's like you work eight hours a day. Some 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 years you, I worked on my birthday because it's just yeah. Just responsibilities. You just yeah, had this yeah. just another day. So those like, got to get paid, right? So it's like Carm note man don't care that it's your birthday. Exactly, man. So I just want to say happy birthday to myself for sure. And that's my that's my good vibe. Big up. That yeah. was the easy way, but I do also respect the things that yeah, you man. said. But that was the easy way. Uh, my good vibe story. Happy birthday, Thank you, sir. You. Uh, my good vibe story is about a 22 year old man who found a baby abandoned in a trash can in Haiti. 
mm. and decided to become its father. Okay, taking the leap of faith, a young yes. man and um, a young man is trying to adopt a baby he found in a trash can, despite it cutting into his university studies. Long since legally declared the boy's guardian, 27-year-old Jimmy Amasal is merely waiting to raise money for the adoption procedure and taking significant time away from the university studies to do it. Mm. The story goes goes the story goes that back in December of 2017, a 22-year-old Mr. Amasal came home to visit his mom, Elise, or Elsie, in Haiti during a study break from Texas State University where he's studying communication and, elect- and electronic media. Uh, sounds like a good sounds major. complicated. Like, for sure. Sounds like a job's waiting for him, though. It sounds like it. He said, when I woke up that day, I was totally unaware that my life was about to change forever. It's a quote from Jimmy. And he said, since he was a teenager, Jimmy has helped out at, orphanage, at, at the orphanage next to his home. Mm. And on this trip, he brought back presents for the children. He was on his way to the orphanage when he came across a large group of people huddled around a trash can. Jimmy made his way to the front of the commotion, and to his disbelief, there was a four-month-old baby inside the trash can. That's that why like a movie. I know, right? That's why everybody was gathered around it. It's almost, it's almost sounds like a tra- a Tarzan, the beginning of Tarzan. Uh, people were crowding around this trash can, and I heard them arguing about what to do with this tiny baby. Everyone was just staring at him. Not a single soul wanted to help. Brave Jimmy scooped up the baby and took him home to his mother, Elsie Jean, who was 66 years old at the time, where they washed, clothed, and fed him, and fed him milk before taking him to, for, a medical, for medical help. The police launched an investigation to find the boy's parents, but they were never traced. Mm, that's crazy. With nowhere else to turn, a judge asked Jimmy if he would become the legal guardian of the baby. He said, I was already behind on my university fees, and my family has always struggled to make ends meet. They should give, I mean, if this guy doesn't have a go, go for me with millions of dollars in it, by the time I finish the story, I'm going to be really mad. Um, my family always struggled to make ends meet and not meat like <laughs> like the like meat that you eat. It's M-E-E-T for people because there's some people that think that out there foolishly. Who are some people? You? I don't know. Some people think that. It's ends meat. It's like for the end of the day, I think. You are those some people? No. Um, I think it's the regular way. But sure. I'm just saying if you think that, it's not. It's just meat like how ends, ends connect. Right. Not ends meat for the end of the day. Um, he said, but I didn't have a dad growing up and this poor child was facing a lifetime of instability and uncertainty. Damn. Something inside was telling me that this had to happen for a reason. So I took a leap of faith. Ever since those fateful days, Jimmy has been splitting his time between the States and uh, uh, Go Knives, Haiti. I'm I'm definitely saying that wrong, but but Haiti, where the boy is being cared for by Elsie, his mom. He decided to name his charge Emilio. And here's a picture of them. So uh, the mom is what? Oh, the mom, the mom is watching while he's still. The mom is watching Emilio while he's jumping back and forth between Texas State and, and Haiti. Okay. Uh, now, now yeah. Jimmy has applied for applied to formally adopt Emilio, who has just started school at age five. Wow. He said, "I had to do what I had to do when no one else wanted to do it." I like that's a good quote. I had to do what I had to do when no one else wanted to do it, and I am so grateful for the past four year, four and a half years," said Jimmy. "I'm glad I got the opportunity to the opportunity to transform his life from being an abandoned in the trash yep. to being a wonderful treasure," he said. I truly do feel like a father, and I'm excited to put pen to paper and make Emilio my son. I just need to raise the money first. Emilio is a bright spark and loves music. He wants to be a musician when he's older. Mm. Mom loves him. The kids in the orphanage love him, and I love him as if he were my own. He really is a special little boy. 
Uh, GoFundMe was set up for the donations in which you can contribute here. Let me click on that. And they have raised $16,000 of their $30,000 goal. So they have not met their goal yet. I'm going to be posting this all weekend. I'm going to be posting this on Monday. Uh, I will be posting this every day because that's absurd that this hasn't gone viral and he hasn't blown past $30,000. This guy's in school. He found it. He saw a kid that needed help and he took him under his wing four years ago. And now he's trying to make the only thing he's trying to do is make the kid legally his. That's all he's trying to do. I think he should have money. To, he shouldn't be worried about school or anything. You got to make, make a certain amount of money a year or something? I don't know. what he, I don't, Maybe it costs that much money to buy adoption papers. That's Shit is insane. weird, bro. Shit is weird. But um, yeah, no, this is one of those This is one of those situations where I, I'm going to try to blow this up the best as I can. This is insane that they haven't reached that goal yet. But mm. interestingly enough, what would make this even more a movie, Emilio grows up. Becomes a music producer yeah. or a musician or something That's like that. That's what's gonna happen. Then his parents come back. Oh, we could have we've been looking for you this yeah, whole time. Sure. Oh my god, my baby. Fuck that. Okay? Shout out to this young man doing what he needed to be needed to be done and saving this young man Emilio and naming him and giving him a family and and, and in a that's home, crazy. and I think that that's really beautiful. So how could you sleep at night after doing something like that? Listen, Haiti's a very poor country, and and that's not an excuse. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think that they were just like, ugh, fuck this baby. I think that they couldn't take care of that baby. Now, should have taken it to. There's an orphanage nearby. That's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, putting the baby in a dumpster or something is that's terrible. But I have to imagine, as heartless as that is, I have to imagine that their situation was pretty dire. And a dumpster. I'm not bro. saying I don't think they were just like, oh, let's go party, you know. No, nobody said that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. I just want to make that clear. Nobody I, said that. I know, but I'm just. I just wanted to make that clear that I don't think that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my good vibe story for the weekend. Um, I'm going to be sharing that link to that GoFundMe yeah. all, all weekend. Um, uh, before we get out of here, um. I just started that show P Valley. I watched one episode of that P Valley on recommendation of a friend. I watched the first episode. I, I don't know if it's for me, but I'm gonna keep watching. There's a lot of ass shaking and stuff. It's based P around Valley. a strip club. Yeah, it's uh, Pussy Valley, but I guess they that. couldn't put that as the title hmm. for, for the show, so they just say P Valley. Okay. But the strip club is, it's called. I think it's called the strip club's called Pink. I don't know where Pussy Valley comes from. I don't know if the area of Mississippi or whatever is called. Pussy. I don't know where it's Pussy Valley, but the show is interesting. P Valley. Uh, the show that I watched thoroughly and I'm not finished yet, but I've really been enjoying the bear starring lip from uh, shameless. He has his own show now where he's like a chef of a rundown restaurant. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, really good show. I like it. Really good show. Yeah. I like that show. I think I'm on like episode like four or something. Like that. Yeah, I'm on like six. I'm almost done. Okay. I think it's a really good show yeah, like and it, it feels accurate to like the service industry. And from what I'm hearing from a lot of like my service industry friends, it is, it is, it, it's it accurate. is that. Yeah. It's stressful yeah, and it's, all kinds of shit. Gives yeah, me anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I always think they're going to cut their fingers. Sometimes they do, but I, I think every yeah. time they're cutting vegetables and yelling at each other, they're going to cut their fingers. And yeah. then when they don't, I'm like, damn, they're professional as fuck. Yeah. I like that show. Yeah, for sure. You got anything? Um, I, I watched Gray Man. I think it's called Gray Man. Yeah, with um, shit. Gray Man. Ryan Gosling, one of my favorite actors. A movie. Yeah. Oh, Ana de Armas is in that movie. And, I love uh, her. My uh, fifth cousin, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh, your fifth cousin. Yeah. Twice removed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like that. I like the movie. The ending it was all right, mm -hmm. but I liked it. It was it was cool. It was action packed. I like those type of movies. Yeah. yeah. Did you see like there was like a pretty Spanish girl in there? Her name's Ana de Armas. She um she's playing Marilyn Monroe. Spanish girl. Yeah. Or she's like an Italian. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah very she's she's yeah, playing yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she helps out Chris Evans in the movie, but Ryan Gosling yeah. is, is my guy. Yeah, he's handsome too. Yeah. Um he's wearing like a blonde. He's got like a blonde bleach blonde hair in that movie, right? I can't remember. Okay. I, I know I, know I haven't seen it, but I know of the movie. 
Great actor. Notebook. <laughs> Kills it. Top. One of the best ever. That's yeah. why one of my favorite He's actors. done other stuff. But yeah, yeah. No, Notebook, Notebook is the shit. Is the tops. Yeah. His best movie, in your opinion. <laughs> yeah, man. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No, it's uh it's it's a good it's a good movie. Uh shout out to Gray Man. All right. Oh, well, I did start oh. watching uh what's the name? Rehearsal. I started watching it. Bro. Yeah. You yeah, watched yeah. the first episode? I watched both of them. Nathan Fielder. I don't know if I mentioned this last I, I, I mentioned this last week. Yeah, yeah. Man, that show is weird, right? It's weird and the guy that's in it was pissing me off. He's really yeah. When he went, he was like, "I gotta get this trivia question." He's like, "Man, we he set up this whole off. thing to help." He built off. a he built a bar inside of a a whole bar. But he's like one of them dudes that like he always er, when it's serious. Yeah, but when it's serious, he always try to make light of it. Like he's put on a smile or somehow. Oh or like yeah, laugh. he's trying to have like, a real moment yeah, with him. He's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, well, I like he's like. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he's like, so um, did you get divorced? He's yeah. pissing me off. Man. Yeah. That dude was pissing me off. Legit <laughs> pissing me off. The woman that he was trying to tell the thing to was, was pissing me off. Everybody fuck. was awful. And Nathan Fielder is just, when he does that twist, when he goes, well, this is going smoothly because I've rehearsed this thousands of times <laughs> in a studio. I was like, this dude is, I don't even know how you pitch this to a, yeah. how do you pitch that to HBO? I don't even know. He goes, I want to do a show where I give people rehearsals of like everyday things that they do in their life. They're like, I, what I do you up, mean? I was upset. Because they didn't show how he reacted when he told him that this was all a. Oh, because they showed because I, that they shit showed, fucked, but then it fucked me up. up. It fucked me up. And I'm like, <laughs> did he react that way, or did he react to like You'll the way he know. reacted wasn't worth putting on TV? You'll never know. It was like uh, that fucked me up. Where he was like, so uh, I fed you all the lies, the and then clip. and then it was that dude from the rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and then they go back to him. He's just staring. He's just staring <laughs> at him. I'll go. Oh shit! That show is fucking brilliant, why, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking brilliant. I'm yeah. glad you watched it. Yeah. yeah so man. everybody rehearsed the rehearsal. There's only two episodes in. The second episode is just as nuts, and it's a it's a two parter. The two yeah. the second part hasn't come out yet. From that the, one, the second one, the dude that dude who's the, in the nutty as hell, eighty seven. Yeah, it's at eighty eight. Uh, one oh four. He said, "We want a license plate." I don't need one. What? <laughs> He's like, "You want me to drive since you've been smoking weed?" Oh, I smoke weed all the time. He's like, "You want me to you want me to hold the uh, you want me to hold your bad. phone since it's in your lap?" And you you know he's like. No, no, I do this like all the time. Dude, it's nutty as fuck. <laughs> and then his roommate almost got in the fight. When? It was when they, they went back to his house and his roommate was like, "Oh yeah." It was just all so weird. It yeah. was like he was like, "Probably tell him to grow the fuck up." <laughs> he was like, "Shouldn't you like like this girl because you think she's right. nice, not because of numbers? some numbers or whatever?" <laughs> Yo, the rehearsal. That I can't say funny. enough. He pissed I, me off, man. <laughs> then he just left in the middle of the night. So I'm leaving. I thought I was gonna have sex with him. He you. wanted some ass. Yeah, he, he clearly wanted some ass. <laughs> Wasn't fooling nobody, bro. Clearly, what is some ass? He didn't get it. He's like, I'm out of here. Like, this sounds like a really fun opportunity to me. He's like, I'll go get a bag. I'll come back. She'll let. She'll night. let me. She'll let me have sex with her. And she was like, Well, we're sleeping in different rooms. He's like, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> he was all mad. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going home. I was like, Bro, she said she was waiting until marriage, man. Oh, the shit. show. Man, everybody should be watching the rehearsal. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's yeah, I'm, yeah. So, on um, recommendation to both me and Fran, the rehearsal. Nathan Field is a genius. If you haven't seen Nathan for you, you should watch Nathan for you as well. Um, yeah, uh, again, happy birthday to you, Fran. Thank you. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by the birthday boy, Francel Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.